Five, four, three, two, one. One. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, guys. It is um, Monday night for us, Tuesday morning for you guys. This is our daily devotional. And uh, what's the definition of a devotional? I just use that word because other Christians use that word, but is that like Christianese? Like, what does it really mean? Uh, devoted to daily. Is it? Like something? a daily? Yeah, it's a daily, a note that you're devoted to daily, probably. Yeah. So it's a, it's something having to do with daily. Okay. You're devoted, you're devoted to something. I don't so know, we should look it up. This is Relevant Bible Talk. In case you're new, the reason we call it that is a lot of people want to learn the Bible. Definition. But when, but when they read it, they're like, what does this have to do with me today? So we take biblical scripture, talk about it, the context of it, and how is that relevant to us now? How does that help you now? How does this verse or this passage or the scripture help you now? What's devotional mean? <clears throat> okay, devotional definition. Uh, let's see. Oh, right there. What do you mean by devotional? Uh, devotional books. Well, that's different. Yeah, it doesn't say. We're going to learn today. We sure are. It doesn't say nothing? Mm. That's weird. I guess we're using a word. A short worship service. This isn't a short word. Well, I guess. Are we? Have we been using a word that has no meaning? Devotional. Yeah, in a short, simple oh, right teaching. Yeah, What's a devotional a is a short, simple teaching on a Bible verse or biblical topic. It's a single truth from a Bible that God has taught you and wants to teach others. Oh. Oh. What yeah. is another word for devotional? Good. I'm like glad. Reverential, devout, godly, okay. holy, divine, it. religious. Okay. I'm right. glad we learned what devotional okay. meant. Okay. Um, 504 videos in. <laughs> so alright look at this bookmark pretty cool look at that it moves Luke I am your father so guys um, today we're just going to dive right in is that alright we're going to talk about some scripture man it's been a busy day sort of well, for you, definitely. For me. Um, hopefully you guys watched um, the Paul interview. But maybe we interviewed each other. Because Sharon says I talked a lot. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this. There was one part where Paul says, let me ask you a question, David. So he did ask me a question. So you answered for like almost half an hour? No. Okay. <clears throat> no. I was like, um, David, you talked and talked so, and talked. So maybe I'm talked. not gonna maybe I'm not gonna call them interviews. Maybe they're gonna be discussions. So you're saying that you're gonna keep talking? No. No, but um because I, I, I again an interview is but you you had even said that you did not want to call them interviews in the I first know. place because they're testimonies yeah you know but i think discussion so make up your mind i don't know 
Now we got to look at more definitions. Oh my gosh. Because interview, honestly, is like somebody questions and somebody answering. Questions and somebody answering. A discussion is two people discussing a topic. And then the testimony is you don't say nothing. You just let the person talk the whole time. So that sounds boring. And interview sounds boring. I like discussion How better. about just one-on-one -on -one with such and such? That's a that's a discussion. Yeah. Why are we staring at each other? I, I don't know. So anyways, guys, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And um, we have a, by the time you see this, we have another discussion, very important to my heart, um, about solitary confinement. And that's going to be in a few hours if you're watching this. Yeah, you early. guys don't want to miss that one, guys. So, um, but yeah. I didn't even really want to sit around to hear them talk about that one. We are going to dive right in, guys, and um, this is what we do. This is what we do best. And what are we going? Where are we Romans, going? the Book of Romans. Come here, chubby cat. Come Take here. your spot, chubby cat. <laughs> she did. She took her spot. Romans what? Romans chapter five, uh -huh. verse eight. Verse eight. One little baby verse. Okay, mine is all crunched up, but. Okay, Crunched up with what? It's okay, but I think it's right here. Okay. I can go 6, 7, and 8. That's fine. All right. Go for it. Romans chapter 5. I ain't scared. Verse 6, 7, and 8. 8 is the meat of what we're getting to, but we're going to read 6 and 7. Paul says to the Roman church, he says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Well, it says it completely different on here. Okay, Romans 5, 6 through 8, out of the message, because David reads out of the New King James. It says, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for the sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. Whoa. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to do selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Wow. That's heavy. It says it's so different on here. <laughs> There's one part, I don't know why, uh -huh. but this part made me think of something. Where's it at? Um, that talking about Jesus, he presented himself for, he presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. Uh, I don't know why when I read that, that we were too weak to even help ourselves. Have you ever seen, um, pictures of the birds and stuff in, uh, when oil was spilled in the ocean? Yeah. And the, the animals are just completely covered and there's nothing they can do. 
somebody has to go and they literally take like dish soap. They take Dawn. Yeah. It has to be Dawn. That's the only thing that they can use to really, really? clean them up. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember it was a brand. And these birds are completely covered in this black oil that they can't take off. They can't fly. They can't do anything. And what happens is they eventually just die because they can't eat. They can't do. They can't drink water, and they die. It takes somebody because they're too weak to do it themselves. It takes somebody to get them and wash them in the same way. You and I are have are so weak. And we were we were so weak, so rebellious in our sin, like that muck. And it took Jesus to sacrifice Himself to wash us with something better than dawn. He washed us in His precious blood. He's our only dawn. Yeah. He's it. He's He's the only thing. Yeah, and that's what made me think. I don't know why I pictured the ducks. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and the, what are they, like the seagulls or something? Yeah. Just different birds, huh? Yeah, but even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this other video where this turtle um, in the ocean had a six-pack. Remember the, the plastics with the yes, six rings? Yes, wrapped around, wrapped around his, his neck. There was nothing. There was nothing. That turtle would have never, ever got that thing off if it wasn't for somebody taking it off yeah again a perfect picture of what jesus did for you and i he doesn't expect you to rise above it he 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 doesn't he's not asking you to better yourself get that out of your mind if you think oh man i gotta get myself right before becoming a christian you will never do it because you're incapable of doing it he doesn't want you to rescue yourself he wants you to end up being too late yeah he doesn't want you to rescue yourself he wants you to surrender and let him do it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what people don't get. People are like, oh man, I, I'm going to get to church, but oh man, I'm, I, I'm I'm trying to get rid of this habit. I'm trying to get, no, come as you are. Let yeah. him do it. Yeah, because that if you, we keep waiting for that time, that time, that time might be a little bit too late. You know, it might be a little too late. Yeah. And, and then the main verse I want to get to, man, it is so powerful. It's almost like that joke. Have you seen the pursuit of happiness? Yeah. In the pursuit of happiness with a little boy. I just watched that. Yeah. The, when the little boy tells a joke to the dad at the end of the movie and he says, you know, um, about, you know, about the uh, the man who's on, on the boat who falls over. Yeah. And he says, he says, um, dad, you know, he sends somebody, you know, he goes up to heaven and he drowns and he goes up to heaven and he says, you know, well, God, well, why didn't you send somebody, you know, to, to, save, to me. save me? And he says, well, I did. He says, I, I sent somebody to save you, but the first time, you know, yeah. how, how did the joke yeah. go? You already butchered it. I know I butchered it completely, but how did it go? A man with the boat came and said, hey, man, get in my boat. And he goes, no, 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 uh, you know, I'm okay. And then a guy comes in a helicopter. No, 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 I'm okay. And then the guy drowns. And then he stands before God and he's like, God, why didn't you save me? He goes, I was trying to. I sent somebody with a boat. You turned him away. And then I sent somebody with a helicopter and you turned him turned away. Turned him away, Yeah. It's crazy. You know, but here it says, God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't die for you because you were perfect. He he didn't die for you because you got yourself off of drugs or you got yourself out of alcoholism or you got yourself out of the situation you're in. He died for you while you were still in the muck. Mm-hmm. And And I think that right there is the gospel. 
Yeah. You know, I didn't come to Jesus because I was afraid of hell. I came to him because I couldn't understand his mercy for me. I, I couldn't comprehend his love for me, mm. even though I didn't deserve it. That's what brought me to my knees. You know, and, and that's it's hard to fathom that that he died for us while we were still yet sinners. And you know, and there's still some people, you know, David, you came to Christ and and you have that that transition where you came to Christ and you never fell back into into the world, you know, and there are some that come to Christ and they stumble. Mm -hmm. And they think that they can't come back, you know, yeah. and I think that I had, that was me for, for many years, guys, you know, and it was because I never really truly knew my identity in Christ for so long. You know, I was doing the church thing for a long time, but I'd always fall back to the world, you know, and, and then I'd always be that, that type of Christian where, you know, I'd be serving God and I'd kind of, you know, hang around with these friends for a little while and then I'd go back to the world and then I'd come back and I'd serve again. And I did that for a long time for a little bit, you know, and, you know, I'd hang around with my little bit, my family, you know, and I'd kind of like, it, it was just hard going back and forth, back and yeah. forth. And then it, and, and after a cer certain amount of years, I started to become, I started to get that conviction, yeah. but it took time. You know, and everybody, everybody has different experiences and how they serve God. But there might be that Christian that, that feels, you know, I got to that point where, you know, I just kind of felt like, well, God, I'm back in the world. I might as well just stay here because I felt like I wasn't even, I wasn't even good enough to even go back yeah. anymore. You know, I didn't even want to go back anymore at one point because I was like, what, what good does it do anymore? You know, God doesn't want me. And that's how I started to feel at one point. But that's the enemy. That was the enemy yeah, talking. Because yeah. the enemy comes with you with game. With, with, game. <laughs> with shame. With shame. Guilt. Yeah, all of and that. And self-condemnation. Yeah. Those three things have destroyed so many people. Those three things. If the enemy could just make you feel guilty toward God. If the enemy could just make you feel shameful toward God. And if the enemy could just help you self-condemn yourself, you don't need anybody else to destroy you. Yeah. You know, and, and that right there from the beginning of time, that is exactly what made Adam and Eve hide in the bushes. Shame, guilt, and condemnation. And the same tactics are used today. That Why do you think the enemy goes and attacks children? Why do you think? Because if the enemy can get an adult to do something to a child, now that child feels shame, guilt, self-condemnation yeah. so then they grow up feeling less than yeah they feel guilty and therefore their life spirals out the enemy is out to destroy our children if he can get them at that point with shame guilt and condemnation he has completely derailed that child and it will take a miracle to bring that person to christ but thank god that god is in a miracle working business still you know and it's because of christ that he can bring people out jesus is the only one that can pull somebody away and say, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be made guilty of. And you don't have to condemn yourself because all of those things, I already took it on the cross. Yeah. And and why, what he's saying by that, guys, when he's saying that about children and everything, he's talking about sexual abuse. He's talking mm -hmm. about a lot of that stuff, you know, because I think a lot of, a lot of children go through a lot of that. 
um, and the enemy does use um, does use an adult to to bring that towards a child unfortunately a lot of children do suffer a lot of sexual abuse a lot of um, mental physical abuse in so many ways um, even verbal abuse believe it or not mm -hmm. um, children are being verbally abused all around the world in so many ways that are being told they're no good for nothing that they will never amount to anything um, and, and that's something that children are being held down in so many ways with so many, um, they're, they're being told who they're not ever going to be. They're being told who, what their sex is nowadays, mm -hmm. you know, just in so many ways, children are being told what they are, what they're not. And mm -hmm. I think with that, just let alone, um, that right there. They will grow up with a lot of self-condemnation. They will yeah. grow up with a lot of shame. And they will grow up not understanding who they are themselves in Christ. They will never know. Mm -hmm. And I think the enemy will have a hold on them with just that alone. Yeah. I mean, why do you think that that's an agenda right now? It is. Why it do really you think? Is. Because if you can get to the person when they're a child, you've got them. Yeah. You've got them, you know. And, and, and I know that myself because I grew up with sexual abuse mm -hmm. as a child. Yeah. You know, being abused most of my life. Everybody knows this, guys. Why do you think in the old school days, why do you think, for instance, um, advertisements for cigarettes were cartoons? Do you think that was coincidence? Because if they can convince this child that it's cool to smoke, guess what? You now have created a lifelong customer. Everybody knows this. You think the enemy doesn't know this? You know, if you get the child, you get them as an adult. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with sexual abuse, the same thing with gangs. What do you think, you know, how many times have you heard me tell my story or heard people tell their story and they're like, oh man, when I was young, I looked up to the OGs. I looked up to, same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. You suck them in and you let them believe a lie. And, and all of a sudden that child is told, I got to hate the people from that side. And, and, and. You never even question it because it's ingrained in you so much, and it takes Jesus to break that to break that bondage. Well, I think nowadays also you see a lot of younger girls that are that are growing up so quick. You know, you see a lot of the the emojis, and you see a lot of the um, filters. You know, that are making the young girls yeah. look so much um, so much older. You're you're seeing our young girls grow up so fast and. They're wanting to be like these supermodels and they're just wanting to be so superficial and everything. And the thing is, is that we got to be careful, guys, because there's there's men, there's people that are that are not good people out there that are waiting to prey on our young girls and our young our young people. Um, and there's so much human trafficking that are yeah. that is going on out there. It's just a crazy world what we have out there in 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 the world of um of this whole social media that's going on. We don't we just don't know who's watching our children and we got to be careful with the things that we're putting out there with our children. Yeah. You know, if we're exposing our children and we think that we're having fun and we're putting, you know, lipstick and putting makeup on our children at such a young age and we think like, "Oh my god, look how cute." and we're putting them out there, we're exposing them. We got to be careful, guys, you yeah. know, because what we're doing is we're we're exposing our children a little too much, you know, let them, let them be the kids that they are. Let them, let them grow up in their own time and everything. Don't be too quick to, um, 
don't be too quick to put them out there, you know, to expose them, you know, um, always be on top of the things that they're doing, always be aware of, of what they're doing, check their phones, check their, you know, their, their media and the things that they're doing on their laptops and everything. Um, we just got to be on top of them right now in, in these, yeah. in these times. Yeah, I agree. You know, so yeah, just remember this verse is, is very powerful. And, and if we just skim through it, uh, you can't skim through it. I'll say it, and I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. You cannot read Scripture the way you read the newspaper. You cannot read Scripture the way you read Google. Scripture is life. Yes. The, uh, it's the living Word of God. Every single word is there to empower you, to encourage you, to lift you up, to speak life into you. Do you understand what this verse is saying? It is saying that while you were still at your worst, right now picture yourself in the worst situation you've ever been in. Right? And think of the worst thing you've ever done. Maybe nobody even knows. The worst thing. Think of that moment. Right there. This was what the scripture saying that he loved you right then too. That he died for you while you were in that. That is why when we give our life to the Lord, that is why we should be grateful. That is why we should say, man, God, thank you for the salvation that you have yes, given me. Amen. Because you, you love me at my worst. And because you love me at my worst, I will love you with my best. You know, and it's like sometimes people don't get it, man. We're not here to play church. We're not here to do nothing. We are here to worship a Savior that saved us out of that oil slick and washed us and took us like they take the bird. And they're so gentle with those birds. Have you seen them? Yeah, they are. They're so gentle with the birds. One at a time. Yeah, as they're taking that oil off. What do you think the Lord Jesus did with you? He's taking that stuff off. You know, he died for us, guys. He died for us. So how about we live for him? You know, guys, we don't we don't say this. Um, you know, we're not two people who say this, that we haven't been there. Um, I, I wouldn't be here saying this if, if I haven't been there. You know, I say this because somebody can easily say, well, what do you know, Sharon? You know, you haven't been there. No, yeah, I have. Um, I, I've been that little girl. I've been that little girl that's been broken into pieces. I was that little girl, you know, and I say this also as a mother, you know, because I, I, I have been the protector. I've been that little girl um, that, that Jesus pulled out of the muck. You know, I was that little girl with all that oil, you know, and I, I know what that feels like, guys. I know what it feels like to be the victim of abuse, of sexual abuse, of of verbal abuse, of physical abuse, of all of that. And um, he pulled me from all of that, guys, you know, of rape and and, and just from, from being broken, guys. And a lot of people see me now and they see me smile and they see me happy and they see the, the, the woman that I am today and they'll be like, I can't believe that you've ever been through all the things that you've been through. But that's only God, guys. It's only him. You know, I, I couldn't be the person that I am today without him. You know, when people tell me, you know, I am so complete in him. Everything, everything that I am is, is I'm just beyond blessed because he has completed me. I, 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 I'm like, I can't even find the words sometimes to say 
because I I don't even I don't even know what to say sometimes because of of all that he's done in my life and I think that's why when I do the things that I do I do it out of the out of the love I have for Jesus so much because I I just get so happy to do everything that I do for him because I I, I just want to do so much for him because of all that he's done for me and um man you know it I say that this is why I say that I can say that I everything that I can say is because I've been there so I hope that you know I I hope that somebody doesn't get offended because I have been there yeah I think anything anything we speak on you know I, I didn't get raised um, with the silver spoon in my mouth um, do I have I had both my mom and my dad I do have that I'm so grateful and I'm thankful for the example my dad set on how to be on how to be a man you know so many men that I know um, never had a man to show them what it's like what what does an example of a man look like you know but the uh, I have I had hardships in other ways and a lot of them were caused by me my decisions but nevertheless they became hardships and they were hard lessons to learn you know and, and um, uh, just a lot of pain and anguish pain that I brought upon myself and pain I brought upon those that love me and and others you know and uh, I'm 49 years old man and, and I feel like I gave my life when I was to the Lord when I was 32 and I wish I would have given my life to the Lord a lot younger it took me 32 years of being a knucklehead hmm. to finally come to the realization that there's a God in heaven that truly loves me and no matter what I do he wasn't going to hate me you know I, I remember thinking at one point God you must hate me by now for sure you hate me you know and, and he doesn't guys you know why because he says, I have new mercies, new mercies for you each and every day. And I have good thoughts toward your future. That's what the scripture says. So whatever you did today, tomorrow, he's going to have a brand new mercy for you. That's how forgiving he is. Do you, uh, you cannot even begin to comprehend his mercy, his love, his forgiveness. How can you not run to a savior like that? Yeah, and sometimes you don't. You don't understand why, and you're just like, why, Lord? Why me? Why me? Yeah, why'd you like, choose me? Like, why me? You know, and and every day, you know, you just wake up another day, and you just say, like, me again, Lord? Like, why me? Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. you just you just thank him. You thank him every day, because every day he just grants you another day, and you just thank him. For that other day. Yeah. You know, you might be watching this and be like, man, that's cool, man. I'm glad that they found God. I'm glad that, that they have, you know, but, you know, this ain't for me. God doesn't forgive me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to prove to you right now <laughs> that he's talking about you. You know why? Because you're watching this. Yeah. You're watching this. That God moved my heart and Sharon's heart to be here right now filming this because he loves you so yeah. much yeah. God is a strategic God he's the master chess player and everything he does is with a purpose that that the Bible says something very interesting he says that the word of God is is um like rain that falls goes into the soil feeds the plants and evaporates back up 
In other words, the rain doesn't go back to the cloud until it's fulfilled its job. And in the same way, the Bible says the word of God comes back and it does not come back void until it does its job. And right now, this is what this is, is God gives a message to us and we pour it on you. It does its job. And it, maybe it planted a seed in you or maybe you had a seed and boom, your seed just got watered in Jesus name. <laughs> yeah. And now it comes back up to him again. His word does not come back void. So you are watching this right here, right now, because this was meant for you. Forget the other viewers. I don't care if this is 500 viewers or 1,000 viewers. You know, it was for you. Amen. Because while you were still a sinner, he loved you and died for you. Amen. Anything else? No. Guys, we love you guys. Enjoy your Enjoy your day, enjoy your coffee, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Man, be blessed. God bless you, and thank you so much. Bye. Bye, guys.